All right, and we're back with another Red Cedar Wrap. This week, Matt and I discuss Penn State and kind of where the season is, what the future brings. Of course, we touch on the coaches. And then we get back into basketball season, preview Kentucky, an exciting uh, journey that we have ahead with the Spartan basketball team. As always, let's get it. Spartan Marching Band. Matt, you remember when I said MSU's look closer to nine and three versus six and six? <laughs> it's Arizona State week. Yeah, I remember after the Arizona State came on here, I was like, "What do you think? Closer nine and three? Closer to six and six? And you were like, "Yeah, I think nine and three. I think you still have you know pieces to get it done." Which at the time I didn't really disagree. I mean, I, I did because I, I said I think we're closer to six and six, but I, I think the opt- optimism could still be there with the team. But yeah, it looks much closer to six and six at this point, doesn't it? I was an idiot. <laughs> I was blinded by the goddamn light. Yeah, no, there is no way that was gonna end well. Now going through the gauntlet of Ohio State, Wisconsin, and in a, in a bye week in Penn State, realize we really are not in the playing field anymore. Realize that we don't compete. It used to be that we, you know, the 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 excuses were. Well, we play to our competition. Yeah, we lose to Northwesterns, and then we, we can get up and play with Ohio State. Now, we don't even we don't even compare. Yeah. like uh, It's not the losses to these three teams that's the issue, because these are three good teams that we lost to. It's the way we didn't show up in any of them, other than maybe the first three drives against Ohio State. Like, that's it. And... This past weekend, almost this past weekend at Spartan Stadium in East Lansing, the crowd showed up pretty decently for what I thought would be a horrible turnout with the weather, yeah, and the way things have been going. I think people still had the confidence that this team has a chance to you know, upset a top ten team here. You know, the line was saying that in Vegas, the spread was I think four and a half when it closed there at the end, maybe five. So he went down during the week. So I think people were. Definitely optimistic going in, and by halftime, I think you saw what happened. It was 21-0, and that place cleared out. There might have been a 1,000 people left. I, mean, I was seeing stuff lo- that like people were saying like their grandparents have gone to games for 25-plus years, never missed a home game, stayed to the end, and this is the first game we left at halftime. I'll say this. Got there for kickoff. As soon as Coughlin Filgo got blocked, I was out the door. No, you left. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. Got in all honesty. By the time I got to my car, it was 21-0. And drove home and filed the rest of the game. On, well, my brother drove home, so I filed the rest of the game on Twitter slash GameCast. Wasn't really much to follow, but it feels different than it has before. I know I've been pessimistic on here once in a while after these games. This game felt different. Yeah. I feel like he lost a lot of the the fan base and that's if he hadn't lost them already, it he lost them. The hard Saturday. The hard part, the hard thing to swallow is like 
if you would ask me this in February, even March, I think we talked about this, but like that early, you know, coming in, going into, you know, basketball is going to be awesome. Like thinking of all that. And then you look to the football team and say, we're not going to be good. We're going to be six and six. It is what it is. And then I let myself get blinded by all the hype on the defense and just yeah. said, you know what? We'll give it a shot. I don't know if you're blinded. Going in, it was there's some positives looking at you know we how many injuries we had last year. Guys coming back, how good the defense was. The seniors that we did have on the team, senior quarterback, we had looked like some positives on the offensive line going into the season. Now not as much anymore. You, you saw some skilled players maybe stepping up and then it just hasn't happened so i don't think you're blinded at the beginning of the year i think looking at this team maybe going nine and three i think we both predicted that i didn't think that was too outside of realm of possibility i think in february i would have said differently but like that's just me saying it in in all honesty like i think my my heart of michigan state sports just kept me going no we'll we'll be better and i've I've done that so many times but i think it was after the arizona state game that when the way the team looked that we just were the same thing same yeah, product when we just realized that that hasn't changed right so but here we are i mean here we are four and four still got four games left to go i mean we want to talk about penn state before we go into this but i mean was there yeah. talk about i mean there's definitely same more of the same Bad time penalties to kill drives, special team errors with blocked field goal, dropped punts, punt, misses assignments defensively. The Butler, the first, you know, the first uh, touchdown they had. If he plays this position, he probably picks that play. You know, picks the ball, yep. off, and then he gets pulled. I mean, it's like, you know, you can talk about, you know, not trusting and keeping certain players in and out. I mean, we rotated so many people. I mean, you can even talk about the quarterbacks. That was uh, embarrassing. It just, it just looks embarrassing i don't care if he called the wrong play and maybe it is a disciplinary thing but man we just look like we can't even function i mean it feels like we're playing peewee little league football like no the huddle's over here gathering over here like it just looks like terrible product yeah the quality control of this team is awful like there's literally no it's like there's no discipline that's what it feels like yeah it goes right into the coaching and and everyone's saying it now, and everybody said it. Honestly, there's been people saying it weeks before, but it's obviously that the coaching was there. Um, it's interesting that you know you knew this would be a tough, tough subject or a talked about subject all year. If you win, you went. You know, let's say we did go ten and two, like a, an unbelievable season. Okay, coaching shift. Yeah, maybe it wasn't that bad. We'll yeah, I mean, you'd talk about it. And and now we're on the back. It's a great scapegoat to be like, yep, it just proved that, you know, pride comes before the fall. Yeah, Mark took a risk. I mean, I don't want to have the same shows we had like two weeks ago, going everything. I my mind hasn't changed much. I mean, if anything, well, it just got. I'm convinced more now that it's time. Yeah. Now here's my thought. I was seeing this today. Maybe it wasn't a bad thing that we did the coaching shifts. Because think about this. Let's say we fired everyone. D'Antonio stays, brings on new young blood, right? Right now, regardless of who we got, who cares about the name, how much impact do you think they would have? Right now, we're 4-4. Four four. Let's say we got the best on the board, even second best. 
would we really be six and two, seven and one? And would that shift have happened? Because it's now saying, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna go new coaching, we're looking for someone who can recruit. So these guys are not getting the recruits they have, so they've got to develop the talent we have. And is there really coaching that's gonna develop the talent any better to be significantly better to win these games? You know. So here's here's my thought. So, okay. I, I kinda don't follow there. So are you saying if we got rid of the whole coaching staff last year or if we get rid of all the offense play all the offensive staff, bring in new ones. How much if, of a difference if would it have made? Last year, what you're yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring them in this year. How much more would a difference? Would we really be seven and one, six and two, or would we be closer with three, four losses? Now, maybe. The, I mean, now here, here's my thought on that. To finish this up, right? Because he didn't bring anyone else, it gives us a scapegoat to say, "D'Antonio, your error is done." Because if we brought new coaches back in, yeah, maybe we get another game here, or there. Are we still going to have D'Antonio in with coaches that we're still trying to prove ourselves, getting the recruiting side? You know, we're getting to the point where we need a fresh, clean slate across the board. Whole brand new scheme. You know, I mean, think about the uh, the Sean McVay's, Lincoln Riley's. Like, we're not going to get that caliber, but that young mentality and that recruit, recruiting team or coaching that's kind of what we need. And it's kind of giving us an excuse to say, you know what, let's clean slate and re- restart, rebuild. It gives it a more doubt, no doubter at this point. I mean, exactly. It should have been done last year, but now it's a no doubter. But now it might be, instead of just clean slate offense, it's probably going to have to be a clean slate everything. Which, in, in all honesty, the defense didn't play to what I thought it would be. You know, credit to, you know, Tressley has, has done fantastic there. I got nothing too much to say on, on, uh, on his part, I mean, yeah, they're you know. fine. The, the defense is pressing at this point, and they are trying to do more than they're asked to do, and that is causes a problem. We're trying to do other people's jobs um, to compensate when that happens. It's when blown coverages happen, gap assi- blown gap assignments happen. Um, they're not bad. They're they're okay. They're fine defense. Obviously, much better than the offense, but they're just trying to do too much. I feel like at this point. Yeah. So it, it just you're right, like you said. The best way to put it is there's no doubt. You know, I am I'm on board. Let's restart. There's no doubt that it, I think that we both agree that this change needs to happen. We don't. We actually don't have the answer if it will happen. And I know. I, I mean, they're not going to fire him. It's going to be. It's going to have to. Oh, be, it's going to have to be retire or he's yeah. going to stay. I mean, that's what's going to happen. He's not going to yeah. get fired, and I understand no. that. But I think he may retire. He might. We hear rumors at the beginning of the year. You know, we talked about it before. I think. I mean, I would. I think it's time. I yeah, mean, it's I respectable. Mean, it's yeah. respectable to now. If he stays, you know, man, he may ruin his his legacy. It's sad yeah. as it is. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just on don't the verge hang on of it too already. long. It, yeah, it's on the verge of it right now. I'm still in the in the stages of you did so much for a program. Oh, me too. But. Me too. Man, you do it again next year, and we go another six, seven loss season. We have a great home schedule next year. Great, we have Michigan, Ohio State, and Miami all at home. Well, I gotta be honest with you, I'm not if, seeing much change next year, regardless. No, I no, I'm not saying that for winning. I'm saying, but let's get to my point. We have a great home schedule next year because that usually happens one year's yeah, off. Like this year's kind yeah. of a down year for home. Next year's good. And that's when usually you see just a little uptick in season tickets and more people showing up. 
Yeah. If not, even with the good schedule next year, if no change, if Mark Antonio's there, you will see a downtick in season tickets, guaranteed. Yeah, you will. Because people are going to be sick of it. That's the biggest scare when you. Yeah, that's the truth. It's just you're going to have people that don't care, and that's when you're in trouble. But like we said before, I don't know if this administration has the guts to. Tell him either he has to change everything. Who's gonna tell Mark no? Is I guess at the top. Like who's gonna tell him it's okay to do whatever he wants? And no one's gonna yeah. tell him to not. You can't do this. You can't do that. Mark's has way more stature than anybody in that administration. Yeah, agreed. And even, the biggest thing I think right now is I'm having a hard time with. Is I feel like we need to hear something. We have to he- like Mark's comments to it like the press conference saying well at least we're not two and seven so, oh, come on dude dude is that really what you're saying i mean i understand why coaches have to say things i get that but it is the point point. and here's what i say i'm not i don't need him to come out and say i'm retiring like a lot of people are saying that you know it'd be the right thing to do so we could start the search yeah right that stuff can happen back channel you're telling me that earlier people do this but all usually the time. you hear like a word from like a trustee or someone in the know that like kind of says something other than like beat writers. It's like you usually hear someone coming off. They're going to retire. Mm-hmm. So you haven't heard anything. And I don't know. It's the way that. So you're, you saying that you have a fear that he's going to stay more here. Yeah, I'm fear. I have a dude. Oh I do. God. So <laughs> I do. I, and I, I think that anyone that thinks they want him to stay, that he's owed to stay is, we just have to respectfully agree or disagree because it's just time, you know, like he just needs yeah. to retire. How many, how many years do you give? Let's say, let's say it does happen. You know, we get a clean slate. How many years do you get the new tenure team? Like how many years are you given? You know, we get consistently. I mean, that depends go. how things go. I mean, honestly, you have to give them probably four. Yeah. I was gonna say three for sure. Three for sure is like I'm definitely. I, I think four three for sure, but four is where I'm gonna start with, saying with recruiting cycles. It's kind of hard, you know. Four yeah. gives you your seniors, full, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would say four. If it, but say you know, I think you get a little bit more time in a seat like MSU versus in like Michigan. You know, yeah. Michigan, Michigan's got like if I was coming in, like let's say Harbaugh goes too, right? Let's say if someone comes in new there, they've got recruiting classes. You know, they're coming into talent. I mean, they we are in a full rebuild mode. Yeah, two different things. Yeah, Harbaugh's still there because of who he is. If it was somebody else, maybe he wouldn't be there that long at Michigan because he hasn't won anything. But because he's, you know, a I mean, native son, yeah, Notre Dame. <laughs> oh yeah, but I think, like I was even saying in a weird way, it's like, do you? It's kind, in a way, kind of good for Michigan State in that if we do lose Antonio this year to retirement that you don't really want no. Michigan and Michigan no. State both not having no. the coaches gone the same year. You're right. Cause that, because then you're going to get, cause there may be, maybe we don't go after the same coaches if we're both gone, but there could be some crossover. You don't want, you want the least amount of big 10 coaches fired this off season. If Mark retires, cause that's who we're competing with more is the, in the big 10 and then, you know, the Midwest, even like, yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's, there's there's six teams that you want yeah. almost no coaches. Right? You want to be the only, the biggest school on the block with with no coaches 
with, yeah, with, with seen, no coach. We've talked about some of the listing too of it too, but I it will I'll look at that more once we know if this. Yeah, is I mean, we got to see who else is out there, who we're competing with, who it's rumored to being looking for a new job. You know. Yeah. You can, I mean, even hear rumblings at other schools that start coming out at the end of the season. So once that comes out, we'll see. But I think with Michigan, it's like you you just don't really want to have them and you both in a coaching search at the same time. Agreed. All right, let's switch it up. Let's get some positivity here because B-ball's going on. Uh, we're going to have to jump into the first one and two, the first game against one and two against Kentucky. Let's talk a little bit about basketball. Um, you know, we've covered a little bit of the injuries, Langford, freshman, what starting lineups look like, but let's dive into this first game, Madison Square Garden. I really wanted to go to this game. It didn't work out. I would have been by myself in the nosebleeds, but knowing myself, I probably would have loved it. Um, I've gone to a game by myself before. It's not, yeah, I'm it's not, not the worst. I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> I'm not especially for how how big this game is going to play, especially now, as you mentioned, Langford's out. I really want to see how we work together. Um, and, you know, after, you know, they're playing Albion, but I want to see more so what we're going to be playing majority of the time. Yeah, so they just finished up with uh, Albion at the time of recording. One by 35 just came out. So everyone played like you thought they would. I mean, it's a Division three school, so it really can't get anything out of the game other than starting lineup, which was Kith here at the four, Watts at the two, with obviously Cassius, Aaron Henry, and Tillman also in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what you read, Watts looks good, Kith here looks good, the team looks good, but we don't really know much about it until we'll see him against Kentucky. James Classic's a great time. Been there one time until when they played in Indy. So you would have had a good time if you went. It's good to see all four fan bases at uh, the arena at once. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a NCAA tournament a, weekend where, like, you get you know buy a ticket, get there to both games. I'm just so glad we're a part of this. Like, this has been a great tradition for the last what nine nine years now. It feels like ten, yeah. something like that. Wow. It started when we were in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is I this 20, is. I think it started in 2010. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, each matchup's pretty fun. You get you get to kind of test yourself. It doesn't really matter, um, and you kind of know beginning of the season what you need to work on. It's a great way to start the season for us. You know, it's yep. you get a bunch of NBA scouts there. You got ESPN showing up. You know, showing I the just games. like I hate it's that good it's crowd. so late. Yeah, you know, and, being the second game at nine thirty, it's just like rough. Well, we're the prime time. Usually, we're like the lowest rated team in this. You know, usually going into it, yeah. there's, there's been a few years <laughs> where we're ranked up there, but usually going in. I would say the majority back. were probably the lowest ranked of the four teams. This year, not the case. This year is crazy that we got one, two, three, and four preseason rankings all playing. That is one versus two, three versus four. It's crazy. Last year we were the lowest rated. The year before that, actually, we were what number one or two, put against Duke, in the mm-hmm. Champions Classic. So yeah, it's always a good way to start the season. I mean, it's, there's no better. It's showcasing us with these other three powerhouse programs. It's great. So what should we expect from Kentucky? What 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 is what is one difference maker? You know, there's definitely a lot on the team and a lot's happened with their team, but you know, who who are we looking at that we gotta stop? Yeah, young team, typical, you know, with mm-hmm. Kentucky, always a good recruiting class. Um, they do have two guys back this year. 
from a they were five stars last year, um, five star freshmen last year. So now they're sophomores and Ashton Hagen's his name and Emmanuel Quickly, both guards. So strong backcourt for Kentucky. That's where we're gonna see how uh, Cassius and Rocket and Aaron Henry kind of match up with those guys. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see the athletic kids. I mean, Kentucky's always gonna be athletic. Yeah, very talented. You know, a lot of these guys will be the first time playing together. I think they have like four or five incoming freshmen that are gonna play. So we're yeah, gonna they see got- how you know they mesh against. Our team, that's you know, we have a few younger guys like you know on the team now that play. We're gonna have Watts play, but we've played together more than they have, so we'll see how that matchup yeah, goes. I think that's what's gonna be our key is we're gonna have chemistry, and they're gonna have to kind of quickly figure out. Um, I, they also got a grad transfer um, with Nate Satina, and he he can he can shoot, he can ball. He's the perfect from, guy you want for the Kentucky. Exactly. You, so, like, when you bring in all these guys, these four or five stars, I mean, and I think you mentioned this when I was, I was talking to you. You said, you know, it's not like a normal Kentucky team when we're all freshmen. They got two guys coming back as sophomores. They got a grad trend from Bucknell that knows what he's doing. Yep. He's second team all. I mean, this this is experience, and then you mix in all these other great freshmen that are coming in. I mean, this is a much more experienced, if I may, not not like state, but like a little bit more experience in what they're getting on the court, which is not a common Kentucky going to the classic. So I think they're going to have a little bit better chemistry. But you're like you're right, you know, Cassius Tillman, the oops. I mean that's yeah. that's just that just is locked on. We'll see how Watts deals with the athleticism as well. You know, he comes in and pretty athletic guy dealing with these athletic uh, guards from Kentucky. Like I said, we don't know much about either team really going in. Every year you get new stuff. How are they going to play? How many people are going to play? We played our whole bench today, and we played everybody. So who knows? Are we going to go 10, 10 deep? Are we going to go 8 deep? You know, how is Arns going to get able to get out there and play? You know, we don't know. So and it, What I want to know is this. is like, you know, are we going to get the Michigan State team that's always down by double digits at some point in the game and we make a miraculous comeback and make it close? Or can we play it where we're competing and then we, we get up 10 points? You know, there's yeah. some seasons where you just go in and you're like, wow, why are we down 7 to 10 always for 5 to 7 minutes? I'll say this. We need to win a, a Champions Classic game. It's been a while. I mean, we haven't won one since Valentine against Kansas. And like That was the last one? Wow. Yeah, because last year we lost to Kansas. Kansas. Year before that, they had Duke. We lost. Year before that is when we had... Kentucky in the Garden. It's the last time we played him was at the Garden. I think we got blown out by 20, 25 points. Yeah. That was Miles Bridges' uh, freshman year. Freshman year. So, I mean, year before that, we'd be canceled. We're, we're, uh, yeah, we struggle in these, in these games. We hang around usually. We didn't last time we played Kentucky, but it'd be nice to win one. Oh, yeah. Uh, start the season off. With also, also, another one of why I want to be Kentucky is I remember going when they played. Uh, at Ford Field years ago. Long time. It was like 03. Yeah. I was there. I remember my dad and my, uh, and I went, and I remember just getting obliterated. <laughs> but it was sick because yeah, it I was mean, – I mean, it was sweet to have it on Ford Field. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll put it this way. I'm not a big fan of the, the basketball court on a NFL stadium, but we had we had dynamite seats. 
I mean, like right where you know where you put like the chairs up. We were like right in the corner, maybe in the normal stands, mm-hmm. hundo section. It's great seats for that. But I mean, if you're in the three four hundreds, good luck. Yeah, you, you did one in the Jerry view, World. Yeah, the view at uh at the Final Four is never that good if you're not on the floor, pretty much. The, I will say LCA has those little TVs up at the nosebleeds. Yeah, that's also can, not a football stadium. Oh yeah, touche. Yeah, keep it keeping the same genre there, Jake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we did but, play Kentucky before as one two in the Champions Classic. Um, I think it was of 2014. Yep, yep. And we beat them. It was a close game, but we beat them that year. Um, but yeah, it'd be, yeah. Just, it'd be nice to start the season off with like a big win with the Conan preseason number one. Well, win the game, beat two. Mm-hmm. Get off to a good start. And, and that, that day is going to be so much fun because I'm 100% watching that Kansas-Duke game because we can play both those teams yeah. coming up in the future. I mean, like, Yeah, we played, as, might even play both those guys in the next month. So it's like we for sure are playing Duke, but we probably play Kansas out in Hawaii. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to text you literally every 50 seconds during this whole night. It's going to be a long night. Yeah, it's the late tip's going to be tough. Yes. Yeah, it's scheduled for 930. That's if the first game – goes on time which it never does because it says you know first game goes from seven to nine we'll never games never last exactly two hours and then you got the half hour break in between games and we'll probably won't tip until around nine forty five, ten o'clock it means we're not getting done till around midnight eastern late get the call in call in uh to work it's gonna show up late showing up late <laughs> showing up late on wednesday <laughs> Because it's those are late nights, man. Get get, get the get the coffee. I know. I I put the whole schedule down, and we have a lot of later games. It's funny. Lot. I was looking at it yesterday too. It is a lot of a lot of a lot of mid mid midweek nine yeah. o'clock tips. Exactly. It's a little those. weird. It's a little weird. Hey, uh, going in the season, I guess we'll kind of just do a preview. I kind of think about it. Where do you see? Let's just go with like the non-conference. You know, really big games we oh. got. You want to do the top? You want to do the four? If 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 we're playing, can't yeah. Let's let's just say if we play these four games, we what are you looking for? We got Kentucky, we got Seton Hall. Say we play Kansas and Duke. We got. We I think we got to. I think we got to get three of them. Yeah, I was going the same way. Got to get three. Two and two seems not good enough for this year. Any other year, any other year, I would be okay with two and two. We got to get year. Duke at home. That's my number one. I think we did this last you time, too. Which one do you want more? Yeah. I, I really want this Kentucky one, though. I want to come out with a bang. I don't want the 0-1. Yeah, I mean, that's what I say. I would rank them. We got to get the Kentucky. Well, one for me is Duke. Two, Kentucky. Three would be if we played Kansas. We got to get them. Four would be Seton Hall. I mean, Seton Hall's going to be tough. So you would you – This is that's tough, though, because if you're 3-0 and against Duke, Kansas, and Kentucky but lose to Seton Hall – yeah, but Seton Hall is probably the biggest game they have on campus, and or I don't think even playing campus. I think they play off campus. But yeah, but like that biggest loss, game in that arena for them, and probably even play Villanova is probably big. But like for non-conference, is huge. Yeah, I, mean, I think they played Kentucky last year too. But anyway. well, let's just let's just live on dreams. We're going four and zero. I mean, four and zero, or we're going too hype, or we're going three and zero, and we don't even play Kansas. Yeah, I, I, mean, I kind of want to play Kansas. We, I kind of we'll want. We'll, have to, we'll both have to meet in the final. You know, every every time I do this, you know, it's not like I thrive and go, yeah, look, I hope we get Kansas here because I always think about like, okay, that's adding potentially adding another L to the season. But 
This year, I'm like, no, I want it. Yeah, you want to experience. I, I'm going to say that differently if we lose to Kentucky, though. <laughs> yeah, but you want those big games, though. I mean, because yeah. at the end of the day, with college basketball, it's good to have big wins because it helps you in the tur- get to the tournament and, you know, better ranking. But as they, long- it really comes down to the tournament. Like, obviously, we care about we want to win the Big Ten. We want to win the Big Ten tournament, and we want to win the national title. And here's one thing. If we do have to take a loss, it cannot be double digits. Yeah. I mean, I was you know, if we lose by 10 or more, I mean, God forbid if we do like a, a, a usual Duke or North Carolina in the past 20 years and lose by 20. Well, we can, what do you mean we can't? We can. Like, we, don't, I, I know, we don't want to. I, what I'm saying <laughs> is that would just be very disheartening because then you know like you're well off the mark. You know, well, this team's not going to win every game. No. So, I mean, but it lose. also, it could lose, but lose by five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with like a five point loss to Duke. I don't want it. I'm just saying that's not a bad loss. You lose no. 25 to Duke. Now we're talking, oh, shoot. We just, well, this really team's always going to go get bad losses. Like, like last year, we went next to Indy, lost to Indiana Indy. twice. Illinois. Lost to Illinois. Like, they're going to lose games that they're not supposed to. Even this year, they're, they're going to lose a game here, there, I, in the Big I'd Ten rather probably. Have in the, I'd rather have that it in the Big Ten. That they're not supposed to. Yeah. probably what will happen. Well, they'll lose a game they're probably not supposed to lose in the Big Ten. It's going to be like... Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. Minnesota. could be another Indiana again. We could lose like an Iowa. It's a game you're not supposed to, to drop. Illinois is going to be drop. really good, too. Don't count them. Anyways, we'll do it. We'll do a yeah, but preview that's just later. how this team's gonna go. I mean, I'm really excited to see the Big Ten because if you if you win it, just like just right off the top of your head, and this is no research, I know that, but if you think just you know if you had to go off of what you remember from last year and what you've seen in preview so far, you know I name like State, Maryland, OSU, maybe Purdue, and that's just right off the top of the head. Those are the big four for sure. You know right. So I don't think the Big Ten is that short. I just think no, it's going to be deeper than that. Michigan's going to be fine. They're not going to be maybe top four. But they still got guys there. In Indi- Indiana, Illinois, Illinois, Indiana, they'll be fine. I think Io is probably one of the top five players. Yeah, that guy's ridiculous. And they still talented. got Wisconsin. Wisconsin does Wisconsin things. Could you imagine if Langford for Indiana didn't leave? I mean that that guy. People, that would have people been a, didn't like him that much. I, I he, he's he got it done though. I kind of, and not for what his ranking was. I mean, he had a tough, he had a he tough, a, he, he had a tough situation where he was yeah, like he, he was supposed to be the savior for the program, being an Indiana kid, and he didn't really have much support. In no. all honesty, you know, I mean, that was a a, a one man crew, but they beat us twice though. Yeah, I know that was sad. So. I look forward to divulging more into the Big Ten basketball teams because I love Big Ten basketball games. It's so much fun to like, you know, every night you've got a good matchup on. Yeah, you know, college basketball is fun for that reason. Dude, you just, don't have to wait until the weekend to watch. You know, and games. they're not and they're not long. It's pretty short. Like you can catch games pretty quickly. All right, so before you go, what's the you got to go prediction on the Kentucky game? We will win. You don't have to give a score. Maybe just how much we win or lose by. We are going to win by five. There you go. I like yeah, it. I was, the I was hesitant. I think we I was, win two. I think we probably win by three. I think it's be a one-bucket, one-possession game. I think we probably win by three points. 
Let's go 67, 64. Um, yeah, I think we get it done. I think we open the season in a battle and we pull it out. Why I not? think it's – I was hesitant to go five or seven. Um, I'm just really curious to see where we get the points from. You know, I, I just want to know who – you know, Cash is going to eat. Tillman's going to eat. But I want to see – I think Henry's going to eat too. And yeah, let's see. See if Let's see where, Wes you know, I think, you know, those guys can all do it. And H a 10 a game. Be nice. So let's see what happens with Joey. Is he going to get, oh God, get can his, that just uh, be dropped for one? Just give me some good news. Yeah. Please. Or just give us the news. I mean, good or bad. We need to know. I mean, God, we just I mean, played I'll our wait, I'll game. wait two weeks if it's good news. <laughs> no, I hear you. I'll but pass. We, we just played our exhibition game. We still don't even know if one of our guys can play yet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, yeah, all right, so that's a good, you know, sombering Penn State discussion with a lead into promising Kentucky um, going into bye week, and then we come back into Tuesday. Is the, wow, the, the basketball game is the next thing. Yes, sir. We, we got to so, before a football game. So then let's review that Kentucky game afterwards, and then let's get into a little bit more basketball, and then we can preview the line nine. And see if we can uh, hold them unlike Wisconsin did. Do you think there's be more people at the Michigan State basketball game than there are at the Michigan State football game? Oh, 100%. Now, think, I think the Garden only holds like twenty to 22,000 people. Now you're really putting the math into it. Okay. So now, now do you think there's be more people <laughs> at the Garden than there's going to be at Spartan Stadium? I think there may be. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> okay. No. It's just like math on that, even if you had 50% of the Spartan Stadium. You're pretty much locked. Yeah, Good I just, I, I mean, but it's sad that there's even a possibility. Like, that's true. That was a good. That was a good question. I kind of actually, I kind of want to look that up. <laughs> I didn't even look see. up what the garden holds, but I'm thinking like anywhere from twenty. No, but like I want to know what the actual count for the line nine game. We'll talk that next week. Yeah. No, I want to know what the count is so that we can see was it even possible. They'll always lie about it too. I know they up those numbers. Like they'll go off like oh sold tickets. You know we sold this yeah. many tickets, but. Half the people that bought tickets didn't even show up. So exactly. All right, I think that's that. Caps it for this week. Um, as always, go green, go white.